Welcome to the Faith Fit Podcast. Welcome back, Prophets of Protein. You're listening to yet another fun and exciting episode of the Faith Fit Podcast, a podcast dedicated to those who love the Lord and want to worship Him with the home gyms, I mean bodily temples, that He gave us. Barbells and Bibles. Has there ever been a more appropriate pair? I don't think so. That's right. I'm your host and Swole Samaritan, J.R. Adams. And I'm the other host, Swole Samaritan, Chris Leach. Before we get started today uh, with the shenanigans, let's get this thing started with a warm-up prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you for this time together with J.R. and um, just allowing us to read through your word. We pray that you'll bless our conversation tonight and you'll help our listeners to understand uh, your word a little bit more. And uh, again, we just thank you for this time. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Amen. So from our last podcast, we are going to continue in the um, book of Daniel. From last week, we talked about the Daniel diet uh, or Daniel fast, whatever you want to call it. Uh, How he decided that he didn't want to eat the meat and wine and and the bad food that um, King Nebuchadnezzar, I'm saying that right, wanted to put on him and his friends. And he did not want that. And he wanted to eat what, like basically vegetables that's all he wanted to eat veggies and for win absolutely uh you know abs by abs by daniel i think that was the last podcast. Abs by daniel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh so for this we're going to be going to daniel chapter three um we are still in ne- king nebuchadnezzar's reign and his reign just for reference it it is in 605 to 562 bc just for those Bible buffs out there that want to know the time period. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to read through um, Daniel chapter 3, and then we can talk about it together. So I am reading from the ESV version, if anybody wants to follow along. Strength through Scripture. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its breadth 6 cubits. So, just to stop right there. Yeah, what the heck's a cubit? <laughs> I was just about to say. <laughs> oh, that's 3.14. Um, so, 60, <laughs> 60 cubits is 90 feet. And 6 cubits is 9 feet. So That's way you, bigger than 60 Rubik's Cubes, which is what I thought that's what I was referring to. <laughs> you know, I'm going to be honest with you right now. When I read this, I was thinking in my head, I'm like, okay, if I can find... Where this was located in the world, I'm just going to set everything and push everything aside and just try to find King Nebuchadnezzar's golden statue. And then, yes, I mean, I'm just saying, yeah, yeah, I I mean, I think it's a good goal, dude. 90 feet by six feet. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Yeah. All right. Back, back, back to, uh, back to the Bible. All right. We only got one sentence down. So (laughs) (laughs) shut shut my trap. Shut my trap. Bear with me. All right. Sidetracked. Uh, he set it upon the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. The king Nebuchadnezzar sent to gather the satraps, the prefects, and the governors and the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of the province to come to the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Then the satraps, the prefects, 
and the governors, the counselors, the treasurers, the justices, the magistrates, and all the officials of Providence gathered for the dedication of the image that Neb King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And they stood before the image that Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And the herald proclaimed aloud, You are commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that when you hear the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every other kind of music, you are to fall down and worship the golden image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. Therefore, as soon as all the people heard the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, and lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every other kind of music, the people, nations, and languages fell down and worshipped the gold image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. Do you know what a trigon is? I don't. Uh, it sounds more like a like a bad transformer from the 80s TV show. And sounds less like, like, a, a, like a trident. Oh, that does kind of sound like something Aquaman would use to fend off bad fish. So... <laughs> <laughs> okay uh, i know what a so, bagpipe is <laughs> so the, the tri trigon and i'm probably not saying it right to be completely honest with you but it looks like a it's a good guitar essentially it's like a three string guitar and a harp mix maybe mm, interesting just random random um going on therefore at the time certain Chaldeans came forward and maliciously accused the Jews. They declared to King, ne king Nebuchadnezzar, O king, live forever. You, O king, have made a decree that every man who hears the sound of the horn, pipe, lyre, trigon, harp, bagpipe, and every other kind of music shall fall down and worship the golden image, and whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. There are certain Jews whom you have appointed over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego. These men, O king, pay no attention to you. They do not serve your God or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar, in furious rage, commanded that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said to them, Is it true, O Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my God or worship the golden image that I have set up? Now... If you are ready, when you hear the sound of the hornpipe, lyre, dragon, harp, bagpipe, and every kind of music to fall down and worship the image that I have made, well and good. But if you do not worship, you shall immediately be cast into a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who will deliver you out of my hands? Oh, you don't even know. You don't got this started. <laughs> Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we need no answer to you in this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. But if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden image that you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was filled with fury, and expression on his face was changed against Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He ordered the furnace heated seven times more than it was usually heated. Ooh. And he ordered some of the mighty men of his army, probably us, I mean, he probably grabbed the Swole Samaritans, it's most likely. He probably did. He grabbed, to bind Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and cast them into the burning fiery furnace. Then these men were bound in their cloaks, their tunics, their hats, and all their other garments, and they were thrown in the burning fiery furnace. Because the king's order was urgent and the furnace overheated, the flames of fire killed those men. We wouldn't be killed. But, um, no, just, but these just, men, yeah. 
who, but these guys, they're not like us, yeah. who was urgent and was urgent in the furnace, overheated the flame of the fire, killed those men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell bound in the burning, fiery furnace. I have to say Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego many times in this. They really like to repeat their names. <laughs> they do. And you know what I noticed? In the first, in the beginning, <clears throat> when you're naming all the magistrates and all that stuff, it repeated that times. verse twice. Because I was like, I kept going, man, maybe you have to go back and take that out so it doesn't sound like we're redundant. And then I realized, oh, those verses are actually, you know, in restated there. intentionally. Yeah. So. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished and rose up in haste. He declared to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound in the fire? They answered and said to the king, true, O king. He answered and said, but I see four men unbound walking in the midst of the fire, and they are not hurt, and their appearance of the fourth is like a son of the gods. Then Nebuchadnezzar came near to the door of the burning fiery furnace. He declared, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the Most High God, come out and come here. Then they came out of the fire, and the satraps, the prefects, the governors, and the king counselors gathered together and saw the fire had not any power over the bodies of those men. The hair of their heads was not singed, their cloaks were not harmed, and no smell of fire had come upon them. Nebuchadnezzar answered and said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him and set aside the king's commands and yielded up their bodies, rather serve and worship any god except their own. Therefore I make a decree, any people, nation, or language that speaks anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be torn limb from limb and their houses laid in ruins. For there is no other God who is able to rescue in this way. Then the king promoted them in the province of Babylon. Wow. That's a, that's Ooh. one that's one severe decree right there. <laughs> Tear oh limb from gosh. limb and the houses in ruin. I mean, hey, I think, uh, you know, as good as God is, I think that's just just the least that he deserves you know what i mean well he deserves much more absolutely but. it's it's crazy though how he goes from you should worship my golden image that's 90 feet tall to you know i make a decree that anybody who speaks against god you know should be laid in ruins <laughs> it's a i know i know turnaround which is super cool i think it's like a really mm. awesome uh you know self-realization thing you know you go through life and you have things happen and you're, you're very one way, like, you know, talking about my own testimony, I was very one way. Then certain unexplainable things happen in my life that could have been counted up to chance or something else, but I took them a certain way. And because I did, I went full force and it'd be like, you know what? God is the only God and that's, and I'm behind him 910%. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, you can have massive transformations. I mean, there's some people like myself that, um, I would say my growth and my relationship with the Lord is, has been very steady but very slow over the process of my life. But there's also other people in life who have that massive, like, quick transformation. And it's just yeah. like 100%, you know? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's cool. I, you know, I think we should go a little <clears> bit into First of all, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, those are the coolest names ever. I mean, I they agree. just roll up. Those, those three names together just sound Oh, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, what's up? They yeah, just, they the, roll. They roll together really well. You know, the three amigos. They yeah, you, they're getting after it. What did you think of it? Thought it was awesome. I think you know it fits very, very well with our episode, which we forgot to say in the intro, which we're apolog- we apologize for. Our episode this uh, today is into the fire. 
So one of the big takeaways I had from this is really the, the the transition that Nebuchadnezzar had. I know the stories, you know, built around Radshak, Meshach, and Abednego, and that their faith was so strong that they didn't fear the flames, and they went mm-hmm. in with a mindset that they know they weren't going to get harmed. And so I think it's twofold. I think it shows, you know, how faith really can deliver you through adversity. I think that's one huge point to be taken away from this. But I also really like the transition to see how God's glory works and to see someone really, you know, be affected by it rather than someone. Because back in the day, people were so set in their ways to see someone have such a massive transition was pretty cool. I I agree. I think that the way that they just walked through it and two from our previous episode, we talked about how there's just no compromise with Daniel or, um, you know, Meshach, Shadrach and Abednego. I actually said that backwards, but (laughs) (laughs) they, uh, there's just no compromise. They, they do, they stand exactly for the Lord. Their faith is extremely strong, even through adversity. But I think one of the things that struck me the most about this is in verse 18. Actually, it is the beginning of verse 18, but I'll read 17. So they talk, well, I'll just, I'll step back. So in this paragraph, they just talk about how they answered the king. And Shagrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, Oh, Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need for your, for this matter. If this be so, our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning fire furnace, and he will deliver us out of your hand, O king. And then the biggest thing that stuck out to me is this next section. They go, but if not, be it known to you, O king, that we will not serve your God or worship the golden image that you have set up. I think it's just those three words, but if not, like just they just struck me because they're basically saying, if I walk into the furnace and I die, I still know my God is all powerful. Yeah, yeah. Amen. That's true. Yeah. You know, no, no matter no matter how no matter how the pen, pendulum swung for them, they were still going to be on the side of of God. It, That's that, and, yeah. and 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 I think that I look at my own life and I think that sometimes I just try I try to make deals with God. I'm like, God, if I do this, you help me out with this. And yeah, yeah. that's human nature. I do the same. Yeah. I think everyone does that. And you know, that's true. yeah. But these guys are just so. They're so focused on the Lord, and their relationship is so strong with the Lord. They're like, you know what? The Lord has will have plans for me, even if you don't pull me out of this fire. Even if I do exactly what the Lord wants. But if not, yeah. it's all good. Yeah, and, and, it's I, funny and you I will that. not worship your golden image. And I just love that, those three words, because they go just, but if not. Because yeah. they put it in there for a reason. There's no doubt. Like These guys have such a heart for the Lord that... They're not going to compromise anywhere, and they're yeah. going to make sure that they understand, even if they don't, I'm still not compromising. Oh. I'm probably going to throw but if not in parentheses for the episode title, just so that'll pique some people's interest and be like, oh, huh. So you have to listen. <laughs> you have to get this far into the podcast to really understand what that title means. Hey, hey. Absolutely. But uh, no, that's awesome. And it's funny you said that. Actually, another thing that ties into that, I was praying last night, and I started the prayer off uh, by saying like, you know, dear God, please, uh, you know, give me peace and give me this and give me that. And I stopped mid prayer and said, you know, I apologize, dear God, that's not any way to start a prayer. And I was like, mm. dear God, if it's your will, then I, these things, you know, would be ideal. And I went back and I said that initially, but then I refocused my attention on the things that I want for other people and then mm. redirected to myself. So I stopped myself mid prayer saying, cause I knew I was just praying for my own benefit. Mm. And I was like, hey, this isn't the way to do this. And so that's kind of 
cool to, to hear what you're saying because it seems like it's very similar. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think that they have an understanding of, you know, what God has done for them. And for us, obviously, understanding what God has done for us is, is so fulfilling, right? He died for us and um, he died for our sins and he, and he rose again so that we, if we believe in him and we have a relationship with him, that we can have eternal life. So for us, he's given us a lot already, you know? Like, yeah. And I, I, I just, I love that way of looking at it. Just, you know what, God, if I pray for a lot of things, but if not, I'm still going to chase after you with everything I got. And exactly, exactly. And, like, and that could be tied into I, other things in the, in the, in the future that we'll probably mm-hmm. talk about the story of Job, you know, even yeah. though, Satan basically, you know, took him through the gambit. You know, he still had nothing but praise and adoration for the Lord. I'm sure we'll correlate yeah. that at some some point down the road and go more into it. But anyways, no, it's just it's a it's a theme that's introduced a lot that is really powerful. It, it absolutely is, and I also think with prayer, you should have expectation of what you pray for, um, but you should also yeah. have that same understanding that God works in different ways that we just don't know. So, and. You know, I, I just love the way that they they walk through this whole ordeal, and it just it can teach me a lot of just like you said, faith through adversity, but also God has done so much for us, and that what He has for us in our life, we just don't have any understanding of. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was so crazy as I was going through this. Like those three words were the only thing that stuck out to me. But that's just how God works sometimes. It is. It is. Mm. So did this story reminds you of anything by chance? You know, like being in a fire furnace and my lungs hurting like nothing else. I mean, maybe something like that. Does that, yeah. does that remind you of anything? It, a little bit. A lovely woman that I've I once came to know in a little thing called CrossFit. I, are we really transitioning to Fran right now? We are. <laughs> We are. Everyone who's listening to this that does CrossFit is rolling their eyes going, oh my gosh, this would be the workout portion that they chose. (laughs) I know you guys are thinking, how can they be so intelligent to be able to have that good of a transition from Dan Uh, three to Fran? You know, it was all JR. Oh yeah. It's brilliant. He he just knows exactly how to do it. Yeah, it just it comes natural, man. I'm telling you, the puns, the witty jokes, the oh, absolutely, great hairline. You know, it comes from the Lord, but then, but then it comes from me as a byproduct. <laughs> so no, but that's awesome. So today's life con of Into the Fire will be Fran. After one week with me and my dojo, you'll be prepared to defend yourself with the strength of a grizzly. Reflexes of a puma, and the wisdom of a man. All right, so everyone out there, if you're unfamiliar with the workout Fran, it is. I'll go into the origins, and we'll talk a little bit more about where it came from. Uh, but basically, it is a workout that originated from CrossFit, and the workout is uh, as follows: is 21 barbell thrusters, 95 pounds for men, 65 pounds for females. Uh, then 21 pull-ups, then 15 barbell thrusters, 15 pull-ups, nine barbell thrusters, nine pull-ups. And uh, basically, it's four time. Mm. Yeah. And I know, Chris, you've been through the gauntlet in this as well. So, oh. uh, yikes. So today, we thought about talking about some tips and tricks on how to improve your friend time, as well as diving into what it actually is and things like that. So, mm. uh 
the first set of tips I did get from um, Men's Journal, and uh, you know, it's, but it's really good. Um, so basically, the first tip is that because of the twenty-one fifteen-nine style CrossFit workouts, the round of fifteen is always going to be the heart of the pain zone. Oh yeah. So. You always, and it's something Case taught me too. Case is a, uh, if you if you don't know Case or, you know, if Case you're listening, hey, what's up? Uh, he's a coach over at uh, Chris's gym. Where yeah, he's I, I head, was at head coach at, uh, head coach at Holst Frank CrossFit. Yeah, and his number one thing, you know, I was able to get an unbelievable friend time, which I absolutely can tell the entire world I have no desire to ever try to go any any deeper than what I did. I, I'm totally satisfied until the day I, I die that <laughs> with the, with with my time but what he told me was to, to do the round of 15 unbroken without resting between reps even though it hurts that's what you really have to do to get a good score and it's true mm-hmm. and it was horrible <clears throat> but that was the first tip and the second one is uh because the bar is held with your upper arms parallel to the floor and the bar across the front of your shoulders athletes have a tendency to drop the bar on the floor during rest periods dropping the bar causes you to lose like 20 seconds minimum is what the article says so yeah. always fight the urge to drop the bar and get used to taking deep breaths in the racked position when you absolutely have to recover. And I add to that too. I think that yeah. resting at the top. So when you're in the top of your thruster, obviously a thruster for anybody who doesn't know what thruster is, a thruster is the worst thing in the world. And yes. also it's a, essentially a front squat into a push press. So, um, but what I like to do is I like to take a pause right at the top of my push press as my head goes through. I take a little, not a, not a long. Oh, breath, with it with it above. You mean with the bar over your correct. head and everything? Yeah, oh. because when I come down to a front rack, I feel like I can't breathe as well. But I can breathe a lot better when it's overhead, especially if I'm pushing through the sets, because I don't want to stop, especially in in a front rack or in the bottom of the front squat. Um, but yeah, I just thought I'd add that. I, that's just that's just one of my own. We'll call them yeah. Chris tips. It's a good, it's a good tip. We got a few other ones here that I threw on just because it sounded like it, just things that I learned as I did Fran 400 times in my six uh. years of CrossFit, you know, life or whatever. Uh, so one of the biggest ones was take care of dim hands, <laughs> never go into Fran with tears and rips. You will be guaranteed a very bad time. <laughs> so do you means, wear, do you wear, oh, grips yeah, then? No, I do. Uh, I chalk, I just use chalk really, really? uh, but, but what I'm what I'm getting into is that if it, if it means avoiding pulling movements and scaling workouts prior to Fran Day, then so be it. So I will avoid doing pull ups or anything heavy pulling, muscle ups. I won't do anything like that prior to Fran during that week. Mm-hmm. That way, I'll be completely fresh and ready for you know Fran, and then I'll tear the crap out of my hands because the whole goal of that week is Fran itself. So if I need to destroy my hands to do it to get a good time, I will. I will. That's just the kind of person I am. So. Yeah, I, I usually I usually don't wear. Uh, oh no, I guess I do. I do wear wraps. I just keep them off when I'm doing the thrusters. But I'm doing the, I do wear wraps. Oh yeah, of course. I, I take that yeah. back. I absolutely do wear wraps. It yeah. is tough to transition though if you want to flip them around after you're doing the pull ups right into the thrusters. Yeah, Honestly, you could probably use them in the thrusters and probably shave a couple seconds or maybe ten seconds off of like switching them around in between thrusters and pulls. Yeah, I, you know, I've never even shifted sh- them around. I've just like I let them flop around. Like, oh, oh. interesting. Okay. I do. It's it's it sounds crazy, but I let the bar kind of get between my wrist and uh, you know, <laughs> and the thing itself, and usually I'm fine. Like usually, <laughs> yeah, you're you're crazy. I don't know how people I'm, do that. I still can't do it yet. I mean, maybe I don't have the right right wraps, but I 
Yeah, I'm a bear complex guy. I got a pair of so bear complex. Yeah. Oh. Huh. Yeah. Some, I like it's, that. It's, I like that. That's a good idea, though. Like it you, is. you should, you should take care of your hands before that. And when you are, when you do know Fran's coming up next week, you don't want any huge blisters because <laughs> most likely you're going to get one by the time you are done with Fran. Absolutely, you definitely will, and that's the whole point of that. But so, so some other uh, cool tips to remember is keep the barbell next to the pull-up bar. Yes, that is also you know trying not to drop the bar and let it bounce to the Planet Fitness next door. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. if you're using rubber, if you're using the rubber weights, you know, like the the tire material or whatever, those things bounce everywhere. Especially if you're doing 95 and 75 pound workouts, those 95 pounders are basically like bouncy balls connected oh, yeah. to your, you know, your barbell. So keep that thing close to where you're doing the pull-ups that we have little transition time between the two. And, you know, if you can find weight of plated weights that aren't the rubber material for this workout, I suggest it. That's just my, my preference. Cause I, like I said, I hate chasing the bar. Oh, I agree. Yeah. though especially when you're those 25 pound plates, like you said, those just fly. So it is just keeping it as close to that barbell or that uh, pull-up rig or whatever you got as possible. Yeah, yeah. And it's something, and it's funny. It's as you go through this, it's something that I haven't done. So with my time, my best time, I didn't do that. I was kind of far. I wouldn't say far away from the bar, but I definitely had like three or four steps to get to the bar. See, and you know, think about how much your time would it be. It, even like with a workout like Fran, four seconds is like, oh, you know what yeah. I mean? It's like, no, it's huge. It's yeah. giant. Yeah, it's a big <laughs> deal. So just think about it. next time you do it. I, I have no desire to ever do it again. But if I do ever, whatever situation <laughs> comes up, someone's like, you know, daring me. To, you want to do Fran? Blah, blah, blah. Unless I'm getting paid and I, you know, I'll do it. But <laughs> see, think, think how think how great your your time could be you know shaving those few seconds off so yeah i agree but uh, just to hit on a few more avoid breaks between sets so be smart about breaking the sets up no more than two to three in the set of 21 in the set of nine so usually in the 21 i'll do seven 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 or you know what's it like 11 10 or something like that and when i get to nine i try i try to do six and three it always ends up being three 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 always i always try to Oh man, on the thrusters for sure. I can usually knock the pull-ups out in two sets, I, you know, pretty easy. You know, five and four. Yeah. And when it when it gets to the th- or you know the thrusters or whatever, it's usually three, three, three. I'm toast after that fifteen. I'm toast. See, I I, I agree with the two to three sets, but I would say if you're actually going for a, a decent time, two sets max. Because, no, absolutely. That's you true. Know, you like, can hold it together. You can do it, and you know oh, yeah. you're guaranteed <clears throat> to do it. All by all means, like 11, 10, 8, 7, 6, yeah. 3 or something, or 5, 4. Yeah, uh, that's I the would, way to go. Well, I would always do, I guess we can talk about this later in our experience, but for anybody who wants to get a decent time, again, two, like two sets, two, three sets is good, but the set of nine should be all unbroken. Absolutely. No, you that's know, very true. That, you, you, should I guess I'm pain cave. you should be in the yeah. pain cave right there. Crawl into that pain cave, find a little place to lay down, and just... And just hammer it, you know, just know you're going to be there and know it's going to get worse when you're done. <laughs> yep. Amen. Amen to that. Oh, gosh. And so next, uh, another good tip is fly like a butterfly, sting like a bee. It's all about oh. the butterfly when oh, it comes wow. to the fetish friend. 
you know? Yeah, I did. I said that. That happened. I know. Uh, I see it. I hear it. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, it's true. The butterfly, I I shaved a good 20 seconds off of the time when I I went from doing kipping to butterfly. It it did. It really did improve my time majorly. So, Mm. yeah, yeah. And then uh, another one is your mindset. Don't focus on the cardio, only the movements at hand. This is like the easiest way to burn out because the workout is over before you know it anyways. So attack it with gusto and confidence. Go into it with a good mindset, you know, listen to the most hype song in your playlist for it. You know, Chris, that's usually Frank Sinatra. Oh yeah. Or just, or just a recording or just a recording. I don't know. Yeah. Or just a recording (laughs) of me singing. Oh, live it on a prayer. Oh man, that'd make me do terrible. I get like a 27 minute Fran. No, no. Okay, probably. probably And to add to that too, like with mindset, you can go if if when you're hurting, you push into that because what you like. One of the coaches at my gym would always talk about how it's like a train. And honestly, this is probably one of like the worst metaphors out there. But ultimately, you can run as fast as you can, but that train is coming. No matter what, you're gonna get hit by that the hurt we'll call it the hurt or you're going to be in the pain cave. But if you focus on getting it done as quickly as possible, that pain happens almost after the workout. It's crazy. Yeah. You can make it hurt in the middle of the workout or at the end. Cause it's so quick that it's almost like your body catches up. It's like, Oh my gosh, what are we doing? And then you get to the end and then, you know, you're making sweat angels in the ground, rolling around. Yep calling for your mama you know (laughs) oh yeah yeah. it's uh, absolutely that is a true thing for sure but uh, in the last last but not least and uh, most important thing to take away from this whole thing is remember to puke away from the judge or your fellow athlete get the puke bucket unless you you really don't like them then you need to go for it oh yeah get one of those chalk buckets nice and close just in case yeah, you know, make it uh, make it some chalk blocks. <laughs> oh, gross. Okay. <laughs> that oh, was good. I like that. <laughs> uh, uh. All right, so we'll move on to the origins of the workout and the fastest times. So some crazy stuff with this. So uh, the story of Fran uh, by Greg Klassman, mm-hmm. um, the former creator and, you know, head honcho of CrossFit. Uh, I'm just going to read it straight from the CrossFit Journal from CrossFit.com. As a young athlete, the coach, uh, Coach Greg, believed training with weights uh, would help him become a better gymnast and win three sets of eight lateral raises with a Ted Williams with a Ted Williams weightlifting set didn't replicate the feeling produced by a two minute routine on the rings or parallel bars. He decided to get creative. After coming up with and self-testing a workout involving three rounds of 21, 15 and nine thrusters and pull-ups, he promptly threw up, but he knew he had found something that would make him better at his sport. From there, the uh, Greg Klassman invited a friend to try the workout with similar results, and a few decades later, the wad is still challenging CrossFitters around the world. So, uh, pretty insane. His his time was six minutes forty six seconds. Come on, Greg, you can do better than that. Wow, that's sad. It's pretty sad, you know. Anyways, but the crazy thing is, I looked up what the best and fastest times were, and I had to re Google check this a few times. The fastest times are Marissa Flowers and Henry Sales, and they both RX'd it at 153 oh. for their respective weights. So, wow. 
Is that not insane? By the exact second, I will. I, I was like, crazy. I was like, that can't be true. If you Google it, there's several sources. It's one fifty. Like that is nuts. That they, but I mean, that's that's incredible. It's incredible. <laughs> I mean, it's everything's unbroken. You're you're right next to the bar, like we were talking about. The there is no breaking it up. It is twenty one fifteen nine, and yeah. everything is done as fast as possible. They're probably not even tired at the end of it. I guarantee they get done with that. They're like, oh, this wasn't too bad. All right, I'm going to do another well, Metcon. Not only the fact, what's crazy is not only the fact that it's insanely fast, which it is, a sub two Fran is like the equivalent of like Goku and Vegeta hanging out. Okay, I just went and made a Dragon Ball Z reference. You so sure sorry. did. <laughs> but, you know, training in, in max gravity and just, you know, just, you know, walking out and... and you know, destroying Frieza in one episode rather than 30 episodes. Yeah. So, but, but the, what I think is the craziest thing is that it's the same time. Like how, how uncanny is that, that they both got, it wasn't like a minute. That's crazy. To the second. And like to the second, it's pretty nuts. So anyways, so when I looked a little deeper and I was wondering, this kind of prompted me to think, what is, what is a good Fran time? Uh, I looked into Cabal or C- C- Sebel.la. It was a weird website, but basically they had a like a little calculator thing on there. And for men, the mean Fran time, I guess they used a bunch of different athletes to feed it into like some sort of calculation thing to figure out, you know, what the best times were. Mm-hmm. Uh, for so the mean time for uh, for for men to do Fran was four forty eight. Better than average. The, yeah, better than average. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. And uh, while the median time was four twenty one. For women, the mean Fran time was 5.53, and the median time was 5.26. So if you're rocking 5.26 to 5.53, as a woman, doing pretty darn good. If you're rocking between 4.21 and 4.48, pat yourself on the back and have a beer. <laughs> so, anyways, so our, now we'll go into our experience with the workout. It's a I'll good reference, though. It's uh, Especially if it's someone new that's trying to get in there, they can understand, hey, okay, hey, you know, the average is 448 and the average woman is 553. It gives them a good exactly. understanding of like where that's going to be. Obviously, you have your outliers with the average, but 448 is actually going to be a pretty good one. Yeah. Yeah. So you're walking out with a seven minute, eight minute friend. Mm. You, 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 bet, you better start doing some burpees or coasters. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Is that or my former my former is coach Chris Owen? Is that the said, advice for our listeners? You better start. Uh, you better start working on your engine, brother. <laughs> you better start working on that engine, dude. You oil that thing a little bit more. More. Yeah, detail. absolutely. My old uh, CrossFit coach Chris Owen, back when I was a Tubby McTubberson, he used to tell me, you know, few less, few less Sour Patch Kids would do me good. <laughs> He's not wrong. Uh-oh. That uh, definitely, definitely did I, it. I love Sour Patch Kids. Oh gosh, that sounds yeah. so good right now. Me too. But anyways, uh, so our experience with the workout, Chris, let you talk about it, and then I'll tell you about, talk about my time. So my experience with it, I've been getting slowly but surely better over time as I get better, especially once I got the butterfly pull-ups. That obviously shot my time up a lot. Um, thrusters I'm terrible at, but I do my best to break it up in sets that work well for me. Uh, my fastest time is 4.09. And I actually did that this year, right before COVID hit. Um, you got yeah, right me, man. You I, got on, on March 10th, and uh, it, it hurt so bad. And what I did for that workout in particular is, in in my head, I knew here's what I I really had a game plan going in. And like we said, with our mindset, 
I knew I know where it starts to hurt, and I know to push through the hurt and get into the pain cave. I like to call the pain. I like to call it the pain cave because you know it's just gonna hurt. It and is. honestly, it's just one of those things you just crawl into. You you just you bite the bullet, man. You just have to go and do it. It's just you, you this do. is your this is your sport of choice. Accept it. Just get <laughs> just get very comfortable being uncomfortable because yeah. that's what this workout is. <laughs> Absolutely. This is um, a furnace. This is the furnace. Yeah. But what I did for this one is I split it up into two sets. Well, two sets for 21, two sets for 15. And for the nine reps, I did that unbroken. So Jeez. for the beginning, I did 11 and 10, 11 and 10, and then... I did eight, seven, eight, seven, and then I did the nine and broken. And uh, I probably took a little bit of time in, as I walked over to my barbell. I took a little breath um, and just got after it. And it, I, I would say it's a good time. I think I could do better now, but not by much. I haven't been, um, obviously, with COVID and everything shutting down. I'm probably not at the 409 that I was before, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it hurts a lot. I, it, it, uh, that one I had to work for, but, uh, I'm proud of it. Absolutely. I'm definitely, as I said before, I'm better than the average. So I'm happy with that, <laughs> man. I really need to work on mine knowing that like we talked about how seconds matter big time yeah. in this workout. Good Lord. I'm looking at that going. That is a major difference between yours and mine. Holy moly. Okay. So my fastest time, was 4:43 just a few seconds uh you know that, so oh, right, let me you stop you jack wagon <laughs> you jack wagon i wondered i was like 3:43 cuz i had it saved in my sugar wad but i wasn't going to you you were such a jerk face see i that's the thing is i don't know my, i'm i'm neglect, neglect or um what is that i'm, I'm uh, retracting all of this you jerk so <laughs> I read my stuff like a freaking Excel spread when I'm pulling my times. You you made me have to go in as I was looking at that. I was going into my sugar wad when I heard you start laughing because I was like, okay, he didn't mess with it. <laughs> You're such a jerk. So anybody listening. It uh, is. I'm looking at my sugar wad. It is. So anybody listening, I may or may have not changed our agenda while edited our agenda while we were uh on the podcast and i changed his time for one i added one minute i added one minute to it so it was a little bit over mine <laughs> and it's joke. funny that you that you looked at that and you're like, oh that's that's what i put in there so that's what it is i mean hey i'm a buy the books kind of guy if it that says it on so the screen bad. it's gotta be oh real. man i figured you would know <clears throat> no that's the you thing is that all my workouts, I have to re refer back. I use an app called Sugar Wad, which is like a freebie sort of thing. Much more intuitive than Wattify, which I won't get into that right now because I can go a whole episode on that. But it lets mm -hmm. you log your scores really easily and simplistically. It's really good for the basement athlete like myself. Um, anyways, <laughs> I always have to refer back to it to see my scores. I never remember. So I'm like, hey, what's your Helen time? What's your Grace time? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know that off the top of my head. I got to go look. And everyone's like, oh, how, come, how would you not know? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, I guess my time was 3.43. So in your face. <laughs> and you it me. was over. Yeah, it was it was overseen by uh, Case Grossman, head coach of uh, CrossFit Whole Strength at Chris's Gym on November 19th, 2019. 
And it is a far, far cry from my first ever unfriendly experience in yes. April of, yeah, that was a bad pun, April of 2016, which was 604. So that was my time oh. first ever doing it. Yeah. Were you doing single burpees and single, like, pull-ups? <laughs> you mean thrusters? You don't even know the workout, man. Oops. Know- wow. Let's, let, let, well, yeah. let's go back. Were you doing uh single thrusters and single pull-ups <laughs> i mean honestly i must have been I, and I, i'm not sure if that was even rx or not it probably wasn't even rx to be honest i probably did like 75 pounds or something i was that's I'm great saying, that's was, crazy to keep ha- ha- that's awesome to have that time though from 2016 i wish i knew my first time i yeah, know my first I've time just, was I've at always least like a... six minutes or something seven minutes maybe i've always been a freak about logging my times when i transitioned Smart. to, sh- to <clears> sugar wide because it's completely free and you don't have to be part of a membership of a gym to have an account. Yeah. It allows you to, it allows you to upload your Wattify scores to it. Oh, that's nice. I'm have to get that. Yeah. So I uploaded three years of Wattify scores from the gyms I've been to, to it. And now I have a running list of like all the, like I said, all the way back from when I started 2015 to now. So, okay. Or 2016, sorry, 2016 to now. Uh, anyways, uh, that's all. That's all we got about Fran. So, yeah. Ah! Yes! That's so hot! That was horrible! Oh, I'm going to die! I'm so tired! Oh, everything hurts! You know, we can talk about some random topics or uh, things we learned throughout the week. I got a new rower. It's awesome. It's rickety. It's falling apart, but it's amazing. So where'd it's you actually, get it? You, it's actually not. So it's a concept, too. So okay. it is legit, <clears throat> and it's not falling apart. That's not true. It's actually an amazing condition. It's <clears throat> The Concept 2 Model B, which came out in 1986. <laughs> and no joke, they got a new they got a new digital readout uh, monitor on the front. Did you say 86? 86. I Dude, promise that was two you. years before I was born. <laughs> I know. It, it, so I looked at, they still sell parts and they still have like, not, I don't know about warranty type things, but you can get on there and it, there's still manuals for it on the website all the, there's fixes for it. You can actually buy parts to place and customize and retrofit to your thing. Concept two is amazing. There's a reason why they've dominated the rowing market for sure. So, so, is, so 86 is a, when they first came out. No, 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 there's a model a and a model B oh. and the model a just looks like, it looks like an upside down bike. <laughs> <laughs> like someone pulling a rope on an upside down bike. It's pretty, That's pretty funny. Hilarious. Well, I know it's amazing. I got it and I tinkered with it and I did. There's, there's even a guide that shows you how to set the damper on it so that the resistance matches what it would on a Model D. And now it feels like I pull, uh, what is it? I, I did a 500 meter row, took me two minutes with a 155 stroke output or something. It, but it, it matched, or my stroke volume, I can't really remember what, what the difference is, but it matched exactly what my thing would have been on a Model D, so I basically have a Model D in my basement now, just for $300, got it for 300 bucks. So if you find a Model, yeah, if you find a Model B, take it up and, you know, t- you check out the condition and get it. That's my advice to you, that's listener. Awesome. Yeah, that's, that's going to be nice. I know your old rower was, uh, it was it's interesting. Junk. Yeah, yeah, the mag the magnetic chain <laughs> finally finally popped off of it, and I had to I had to scrap it. Yeah, that was a that was a very interesting and interesting word. Uh, interesting being a <laughs> the best way I can say for that rower because it was 
I, I don't even know. We didn't even know no, how I mean, to like transfer stuff over and meters, and we didn't. Yeah, oh, it, it so was. It, it felt judged, so weird, it, and it, it moved judged it and, by miles. It was. It did it by miles. So you always had to do that weird conversion, and if you had it on the lowest resistance mm-hmm. and on the highest resistance, you still had to put forth twice the effort. It's to so get hard anywhere. to explain that one too. Like where, where did you get that one from? I mean, it was in perfect condition, digital readout, so it was and it was worth at least four hundred, five hundred dollars. Got it off, off just Facebook Marketplace. Someone just didn't use it, nice. but the way it was, it was weird. It was a, it was called a Proform Dual Trainer, so it was also a stationary bike, and it could convert to the rower. I just had it permanently on the rower, but it was slanted, so it was at an upward slant. So I had to raise the front end where the fan is. So or wherever the little the, the hub is, so I, so it would be like like what a Concept Two looks like, where it's completely straight across, mm-hmm. you know, where it's parallel to the ground. I had to completely like hoist it up, and a lot of times I'd be pulling so hard I'd knock the front end off, and I'd all of a sudden crash <laughs> the ground, fall <laughs> off the rower. I got sick of you know uh, eating concrete, so that's funny. Anyway. Yeah, that's my update. New rower. Awesome. I love it. I love it. You know, it was funny to to this week. I was thinking about just like diet and everything going on, and I kept thinking about our first episode. And I go, "Man, we we should try the Daniel fast for ten days uh, or a week." Yeah, I guess. And we should, we should try it with our listeners. So if you are listening and you'd like to try it with us, email us or message us. We'd love to possibly make this a little experiment, uh, experiment together. I thought yeah. it'd be kind of fun just to try it out. I know all vegetables, you know, might mean everybody running to the grocery store or, you know, Walmart and getting depends. I get it. But, you know, we'll just try it out for a period of time. We can get some uh, challenges going on throughout the week. But, uh, yeah. you know, just, uh, just, just throwing it out there if we wanted to try it out. Does it count? Will it count as fasting? Because it's not going to feel like I ate anything. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it's called the Daniel. <laughs> I mean, it's Lord. called the Daniel Fast. That's the that's true. The I guess yeah, that is true. That is very true. The but problem, hey, that's the true. only problem though with it is the amount of beans that you have to eat with this diet. Yeah, as I said, true. you're gonna need you're gonna need some adult diapers. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I know, I know you absolutely will. You've already got some on probably on pre order. It's coming to your house. You're already ready oh, yeah. for this challenge. Yeah, I work oh, out man. all that, but man, that's how I do. Oh boy, oh boy. But right. just something to think about. Maybe we can test it out. We can give our what we think of how the diet was and how we felt, and you know, feel mentally, yada yada. And we can we can give an update on how the the week went with just a day. I don't know if it's maybe ten. Is it ten days would be the best to do, or is it seven days? I, I think ten days is probably a good. Trust me, I think ten days is fine. What about twenty-one days? You have fun with that. (laughs) (laughs) And then fifteen days, and then nine days. Ooh, friend. Oh yeah. Ooh, I like that. Sorry. All right, everybody. It's closing time once more, Faithed Fam. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Unless, of course, you rewind this episode and listen to it again, which we obviously wouldn't mind. Uh, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and want him to be the head coach of your life, it's uh, pretty simple. Yeah, that's right. You know, it's really just understanding that God sent his only son to walk this earth and lead a blameless life. That he died for our sins just because of his love for us. And he offers us eternal life to those who choose him and confess he is their Lord and Savior. 
So if you've done this, then not only do you have an unlimited membership to the Faith Fit Gym, but you also have an unlimited and eternal membership to Heaven Above. So get out there and be the best example you can in your Church of Iron. Absolutely. And if that is something that you decided to do, don't forget to reach out to us. We'd love to hear about your your story. Um, but we'd also love to help you with ne- next steps moving forward too as well. Um, you can find us at our email or just message us on Facebook, um, whatever works for you. But we'd, we'd love to hear about it. And remember, why be the king of fitness when instead we can be fit for the king? God bless you all and have a great week. All right, all you Quadzillas and Lady McBuffs out there, thanks for tuning in to this week's episode. If you enjoy our content, want more lifting tips, life advice, or simply to walk closer with the real king of fitness, then follow us on Facebook at FaithFit Podcast. You can also check out our Instagram at FaithFit underscore pod. If you have an idea for our show or a topic you'd like for us to cover, shoot us an email at faithfitters.pod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. If you dig our show, feel free to rate and review us so we can continue to mix our pre-workout and Jesus juice for even more listeners. And remember, if the Bible is our daily bread, then let's get our carb load on. God bless.